Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 32 for George and season 28 for me. This is day 9 of season 100. First question asks us, uh, where was Scott Kelly? Uh, Particularly, where was he that he wrote a memoir about? So it took all of my um, Learned League willpower to not write it as in space. <laughs> um, but, you know, Scott Kelly is an astronaut. He is, I can't remember if it's he or his twin brother that's married to Gabby Gifford. Twin brother. Twin, okay. Uh, Mark Kelly, I believe. Yes. And so, uh, but I did know that at least one of them, and this kind of, you know, solidifies for me which of them, spent a year in space. Um, I thought it was the inter- on the International Space Station, but I wasn't totally sure of that fact. Um, and so I ended up just putting down space because I thought, I figure that's, you know, specific enough. Um, you know, it, it's not like the ISS really stayed in one place in space exactly. So <laughs> uh, I figured answering space would have to do. So that's what I put down. Uh, yeah, I also immediately knew that this was the astronaut. Uh, his brother is the senator. Right. And he's married to Gabby Giffords. Um, and, yeah, I knew that it was on the International Space Station. Uh, I just put ISS. Okay. Which I'm thinking is probably going to be accepted because I can't think of anything else that's ISS. Yeah, um, I think so, that's specific enough. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably okay on that one. Mm-hmm. Because the official answer is space... Or the International Space Station. Right. But that is, I, I've certainly seen that commonly mm-hmm. called the ISS. Yep. Question two asks us for a shared last name of performers in a whole wide variety of different films. Eight different movies uh, as far flung as The Love Bug and Flash Gordon and the most recent Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... I'd say probably the one that really pinned it down for me was The Fugitive. Because basically there were two people in that movie. It was Harrison Ford versus Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. There were other people involved, yes. I mm-hmm. want to say Cella Ward was the wife. Could be. But that was that was the thing that really made me say, oh, okay, yeah. Jones, one of the Monty Pythons is Terry Jones, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of went through Field of Dreams. Oh, James Earl Jones was in that. Ghostbusters, oh. Leslie jones mm-hmm. uh flash gordon i think the um is the, the the main guy i think it's sam jones no idea played flash gordon and pretty much nothing else um so yeah that that worked for me and i thought okay yeah i, I think these are all joneses mm-hmm. yeah i really uh only could nail down a few of these but once I thought, like you said, The Fugitive is kind of the key because Tommy Lee Jones comes right to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually took me longer to think of Harrison Ford, just in the sense that Jones is such a common surname that it's it it's such a good candidate to be in lots of different uh, films, you know, with lots of different performers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, once I, I thought of that and I thought Ghostbusters has Leslie Jones, who is always top of mind uh, <laughs> for me personally. And then I knew there was a Jones among the the Monty Python players, um, but it took me a while to remember, like, what's the first name? I just want to nail that down to, like, mm-hmm. make sure I'm not uh, misremembering something. 
Uh, and then Terry Jones came to mind after a while mm-hmm. of thinking about that. Um, I tried to test out a few others. Like, did I think there was a Ford in any of these other ones? Mm-hmm. Not one that readily comes to mind. Yeah. Um, or similarly, I know there's not one in the Pythons. Um, nope. And I tested a few Python names in that same way. But I once I kind of figured, you know, three out of the eight, definitely having this last name seems pretty solid. And yeah. if there's honestly, you know, obscure bit players in every one of these movies that is, yeah. has the last name of Ford, that's just a mean, you know, mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. to ask. And I don't really yeah. expect that out of Learned League to... To be like, oh, well, actually, it's Chekhov that's, you know, <laughs> that that played the third extra in scene 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I figured Jones was as good a guess as any. It's it's darn near guessing a Lucky Johnson because um, it is such a common surname across English-speaking, you know, areas. Mm-hmm. So I put down Jones as well. And that was correct. Question three asks us for the more familiar name of the island of Unguja and gives us some other uh, location type uh, hints. Right. It is known to, um, or rather it's located um, off the coast of East Africa, kind of in the area of Madagascar. Um, And this really struck me as like the only island I kind of know of in that area is Zanzibar, and I'm pretty sure I know of it most recently from having read about Freddie Mercury, who is from there, um, and just how, you know, he has that kind of uh, uh, unexpected, I guess, background. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I've certainly heard the name employed in pop culture um, products as just sort of the name of a far-off exotic place. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's a name that had that had uh, kind of been in my head, um, you know, probably for decades. But um, reading about him in particular kind of, you know, solidified once again that that's OK. I, I know basically where that is. I know it's an island. And so that seems like as good a guess as any. So I put down Zanzibar. Wow. I had no idea that Zanzibar was an island. Oh. Uh, I knew that. Farouk Bulsara was born there, Freddie Mercury. Right. Uh, but I just thought it was a place in Africa, a city mm. in Africa, probably. Um, so this just didn't ring anything for me. And I was, mm. uh, I, I finally, I, you know, I tried to think, okay, what islands are off of Africa? Well, there's Madagascar. No, that's in the clue. <laughs> yeah. what, what's another one? Uh, how about uh, Madagascar? No, no. Oh, I hate that. That's in the clue. How about Sri Lanka? No, Sri Lanka is off India, which I guess technically means it's off Africa, but not that's not what they mean. How about Madagascar? God damn it. <laughs> uh, so I just uh, couldn't think of anything. Just nothing hung, hung this for me. Mm. Um, and also the fact that it was Dar es Salaam, which apparently I thought <laughs> was in Western Africa. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. that didn't help either. Um so, you know, yeah, being a, an American who was educated in America, I don't know anything about African geography uh, that doesn't include the places that I've actually physically been to in Africa. <laughs> so, uh, sadly, no, this was uh, this was not it. And all I could think of, and I knew it was wrong, was 
you know, a name kind of a far-flung place or a word for a far-flung place. Mm. I thought Timbuktu. Ah. Even though I'm pretty sure that Timbuktu is also in Western or Northern Africa in Mali and is not an island. But then I thought that's where Dar es Salaam was until this morning. So, <laughs> all right. Knowing that I wouldn't get it, ah. I said Timbuktu. Zanzibar was the it correct was answer. I, I had yeah. no idea. Uh, I did not know that it was an island. Yeah, it's. So, I only knew. Now I've learned. Yeah, don't always love those today. I learn questions. Yeah. Uh, question four asks us for the uh, political doctrine that covers sort of the. Uh, it says you know to overspread the continent um, for the free development of our multiplying millions. Um, and sounds like it's coming perhaps from an English speaker or American. In mm-hmm. um, mid-19th century, mm-hmm. uh, that just immediately said, I, I didn't, I don't know that I've ever heard of this person. I don't know that I've actually knew that that was the person who came up with Manifest Destiny, mm-hmm. but it fit everything else. Yeah. It was all about how it was our duty to populate this continent that had no one else on it. Right. Uh, and we'll ignore the people who are on it because that's what we do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this must be Manifest Destiny. Yeah, that, um, you know, just reading the quote from the column is enough to uh, describe this philosophy both in the kind of direct sense and also the morally repugnant sense, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. go with, um, that as though it was this, you know thing we could be so arrogant about is to claim it um i i kind of glossed right over the time frame and the name of the columnist who i have don't think i've heard of before um just to to kind of um i, I relied on that quotation and the fact that it's a uh phrase and political doctrine and you know this is one of the things that i remember being very uncritically taught about in social studies um, as a, you know, in perhaps middle school-ish time. And it was presented as like just both sort of correct and a fait accompli and just, and here was Manifest Destiny and we did it. Like as though there weren't any concerning aspects about having done so, um, mm-hmm. much like we've learned about Columbus and all sorts of uh, horrible yeah. um, decision-making on the part of white people. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> thanks, social studies. This is like the one thing that stuck. Uh, so I put down Manifest Destiny. And that was correct. Mm. Question five asks us for the term of the taxonomic family Apidae, uh, which is in the superfamily Apoidae, which is in the order Hymenoptera. What's the common name for those uh, for those species? Sure, um, and the order Hymenoptera is full of lots of different flying insects. I believe mm-hmm. uh, you can tell by the patera at the end. Mm-hmm. That's wings, um, and uh, more close to the point, Apidae is sounds a lot like apiary and uh, I don't know if the species names are sort of like uh, Apis or Apis or whatever it would be, but those all relate to bees. Um, you know, if you have an apiary, then that's 
what you're keeping is bees in it. Um, and so that's pretty much what I relied on is just that and the fact that, you know, Hymenoptera, I know is an insect uh, related thing. So I figured that was uh, enough to really kind of nail it down to being bees. Yep. <laughs> I mean, ditto. Uh, it helps that one of the, the hotness of board games over the last several months has been one called Apiary. Oh, yeah. Which features... Uh, essentially a post-human sci-fi world where bees have evolved to become the explorers of the cosmos. Ah, interesting. And so their their ships are called apiaries. Okay. Um, and I could I could go on for several minutes about the game, but I won't. Intriguing. Um, just know that it's called apiary, and it's because they're bees, and that's where that's where bees live. Sure. So I said bees. And that was the correct answer. And finally, question six asks us what Taylor Swift's new album is called. Yeah, uh, I I should have known that, that this would come. I should have known that this would be a thing because I feel like this is the second, possibly third, know your Taylor Swift question mm. that we've gotten in the last couple of years. Yeah, sounds right. Uh, so probably before the next season, I, I, I will remember to... Just kind of go over her albums historically and have a sense of them. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, she, she doesn't, uh, unlike Adele, uh, name them identifiably. Like, there's no pattern to it. Right, Adele's right. are 18, 21, 25, and I think 32 was the most recent, based on her her age when she started recording them. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had, I had no pattern to go with. I kind of had to think, okay, I know one of them was red. Uh, and then one of them was 1989. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's, there's nothing there to, to go on. There's no, there's no logic, logic in your way into it. Right. Um, so I kind of had to, to look at the question and think, is there a hint in the question? Is the unexpected in there? Cause I feel like it, it was one word and it was one of those, like, not necessarily like indomitable or invincible or something like that but mm. but but like one word that had and, and i convinced myself that it was like something to do with unexpectedness mm. um but i i waved myself off of that because i was like no i feel like i would have remembered that better um if it had been and i'm just sort of I'm, I'm making something up to just fit into my brain and nothing was working um so finally i figured well maybe it's just going to be related to the release date because ah. um, that's you know at least kind of something related-y <laughs> um, you know because 1989 was the year she was born so that's you know something that's a reference to something so maybe this is a reference to the release date and it's going to be 419 ah. for lack of anything better that's sure. what I came up with okay uh, yeah I I'm not sure where in my various news feeds I read about this but this is the tortured poets department. Mm -hmm. um, and it took me a little bit to, to remember that it's one of those titles where uh, I wanted it to be the tortured poets society for some reason, mm -hmm. just because that sounds like more like it goes along with a group of people than a department does. Right. But that kind of also makes that name a little bit sticky because then, you know, I, I thought to myself, no, that's, it's not society. It's not that it's, it's a little against the grain of what you would be thinking 
when you read the tortured poets and it turns out to be department uh rather than society which is an interesting uh choice mm -hmm. I, I think uh artistically for that well, in tortured poet society everybody would have thought it was a riff on dead poet society probably yeah it could be um but you know i i figure there's also an intention there to talk mm -hmm. to to put them in a different space than mm -hmm. uh, a society which sounds elevated mm -hmm. and a department which sounds mm -hmm. boxed in okay anyway okay. um that's just my little uh pop psychology analysis of it um but yeah i read about this and it, it did make kind of a splash because of her accepting announcing it during uh the acceptance of the grammy award um it's certainly been salient because she's been all over the news with her you know relationship with travis kelsey and so just like mm -hmm. speaking of top of mind people um she's arguably the most famous musical artist in the world i read not only is her net worth estimated like 365 million dollars but she is believed to be like the first person to earn a billion dollars solely off of her musical output okay which is just mind-boggling mm -hmm. um and so yeah between her and, and beyonce's country album like that you just women musical artists are kind of all over the news um and so yeah i you know this is one that, that definitely stuck with me um you know because i i can't say i've listened to her music a ton although i did go to an exercise class with our daughter mm -hmm. and there were yesterday and there were several songs played of hers mm -hmm. so even that probably reminded me like of, of taylor swift and all her doings um but i just plain remembered this is the tortured poets department and that was correct well indeed done. Which so means, means you beard it. I beard it. Nice to I got four. That um, probably won't be enough because I because we're right. in Arundel, but yeah. yeah, I I was a little surprised to um, to feel like I had a good hand on these pretty early in the day. Um, you know, most of them came to mind somewhere or the other, and you know, we were just doing our morning walk, and I was mm. like, why don't I just finalize these? Because I don't think I'm going to change any answers. And lo and behold. That worked. Nice. It's always nice when that happens. Yeah, I just uh, the ones I missed, I just couldn't couldn't land on. <laughs> and, and I remembered uh, the tortured poets department being a thing briefly amongst the copy editing minor subcluster of Blue Sky because there's no oh. apostrophe in there. Oh right. Um, so you know there were various opinions about whether there should have been an apostrophe or whether <laughs> it it can it can in any way be read such that it shouldn't have one. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the consensus generally was, yeah, it can be. Mm -hmm. Like you could, you could say that you know, if if you were a copy editor, you could make an argument that there should be one, but at the same time, you could also make an argument that there shouldn't. So, sure. but I just didn't remember that at all. I, oh, wow. I had, uh, despite being aware of Swift and generally a fan of her music, though not, I don't seek it out. But when it mm -hmm. if it pops up on like the Apple Music, when you just kind of let it play. Yeah. You know, usually I'll hear something and be like, oh, yeah, this is really good. Oh, this sounds like Taylor Swift. Yep, it's a Taylor Swift song. Oh, I should have just added it to my library then. Um, but I just haven't done that with, like, all of her stuff. And I just yeah. I don't follow it. And, of course, we weren't watching the Grammys, so we didn't True. get the, the big shock of the, oh, here comes the album, and here's the announcement that's going to burn into my memory. True. It was just kind of like, 
oh, here's the thing that happened last night that we caught on the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yep. So you finished the week well? Good job. Yeah. Nice to, to be right on a Friday. Yep. Uh, I'll just let our reader or our readers, our <laughs> listeners know that I chose the wrong soft drink because oh. I got a diet ginger beer and it's way too gingery oh, to drink yeah, and I actually podcast at the same time. Yeah. So, um, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll mix it with something later. Yeah. That's a very Michigan um, thing. The, the ginger flavored sodas. Well, kind of. Yeah. That y'all um, have a lot of those here and I don't know why. Well, yeah, it's the Verner's thing. I'm yeah, probably leading it out. Verner's is acceptably good. Yeah, but it's, it's very nice. All of the other ones are just like y'all had extra ginger and <laughs> needed to get rid of it and decided to charge me to get rid of it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where this one is from. Um, hmm. It doesn't actually say where it's bottled, other hmm. than the U.S. Um, I have to look it up later. Sure. But. Uh, I mean, it is, in fairness, billed as a Moscow mule mixer. Mm. Um, and so I could always get out some, you know, well, some vodka and yeah. lime juice or something. But mm. we um, do have those, I think. Yeah. So, but maybe, maybe tomorrow for that. Sure. Uh, I'm not up for a big uh, cocktail at the end of the, the day here. Fair. Well, that's it for this week. Phew. Tune in on Tuesday for more post-game analysis. Follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag, now with all the vowels. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>